All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical. Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Welcome to Real Life, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on right now? I think that I'm in love with Matthew Kachuk. Are you guys all drunk? Bagmel, are you dabbling in potash? What? Are you dabbling in potash? What does that mean? Oh, okay. Well, it's a conversation for after the pod. Go ahead. Episode 360 of the Real Life Podcast. Kylie Remchuk, Jay, Bagmilk, Chalmers. That was an interesting intro. Oh. Yeah. That's my real question for our Sasky guests is uh, who should I bet on in potash? You'll find out. Okay. We will certainly find that out. Uh, the podcast is brought to you by the HGA group, who we love very much. We have an exciting guest coming up later on in the pod, who I'm assuming you uh, you know. I know. Well, I'm assuming <laughs> you people, know. I'm assuming like people <laughs> listening already know, like Ben Hebert. People know Ben Hebert. He's a pretty big name. Uh, sorry, I got really distracted because I just saw this piece of news come across my Twitter. Um Chalmers, you're going to be interested in this. NFL suspends Falcons wide receiver Calvin Calvin Ridley for the 2022 season for betting on games. Oh, no. Whoa. And you know what's funny about him? He was just, he seemed like he was at the uh, start line of like creating a distraction to try to get himself out of Atlanta. Yeah. Now he's being suspended for the full season for gambling on games. Yep. He should go full Michael Jordan and just uh, go play baseball. He's a, He's he's a young up and coming receiver who was slated to have like a big next year too. Yeah, that's actually this is really uh, that's really really big news. You're taken and back by this a little bit, and when I, I, I'm just really interested to actually track this specific storyline. I think over the next 10 years in sports, this is something that the leagues are going to have to have really clear cut and arguably more strict than this punishments for. Like if you are wagering on any games in the sport you play professionally 
I don't know. Even if you're betting on yourself, right? Like that was the whole Pete Rose thing. It's like, oh, he bet on himself, you know, whatever. But like, as more leagues embrace this stuff and and get into, you know, sports betting partnerships and all that, I just think these storylines are fascinating to me. You know who I've, who I've been what? betting on a lot? Who? The Oilers. How's that going? How's that? <laughs> it's been very depressing. My wallet took a pummeling on Saturday. I just can't stop believing. Why do they play down to their competition, Tyler? And why? then they play up to their competition as well, right? Why? It really doesn't make any sense. I know Montreal. Recording in progress. Ignore that. I know Montreal is playing better under Marty St. Louis, mm. but they are still dog shit. And the Oilers looked even worse somehow. <sighs> yeah, it's, it really is like stunning how was, bad they'll play. And like, look over the last, you want to talk about so whether or not this team is capable of making the playoffs. They are five points back of LA, four points back of Vegas as it sits right now, 1.38 p.m. March 7th. Look back from January. They have gave up one point in the OT loss to the Islanders, should have won that game, lost two points in the loss to the Ottawa Senators on January 15th. Can't be doing that either. Lost to Ottawa and OT. We're now up to four points against bad teams that they've dropped. On the 9th, February 9th against Chicago, there's two more you should have had as well. And then you can go to this week where they've dropped three points. That's nine points you've given up just in the last basically two months and seven days against bad teams. You get those points. If you earn those points and go out and just play decent hockey against those teams, you walk out of there with nine more points. You're in you're at, place here. You're at 72. We're sitting here talking about tonight as a chance to jump the Calgary Flames for the top spot in the division. And Co- you're not now. Coach Chalmers, what do you make of this? Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's, he's, he's in transition. Yeah. He's transitioning to a different device, but I'll I'm just, I was just on mute. What do I think of this? I, I don't know what I make of this because you're right. Like they do, they play up to the competition when it's good, but they play down to the competitions when it's bad. And that, that's a, that's just, that's a team. And I felt like the younger, the younger guys, like they were playing really well against Montreal. Do you not agree? Like, are we just catching like the good had- teams on off nights? Maybe question mark theory conspiracy. I don't know. I usually ask you guys for your, but your, your view on this, because you have it a little tighter than I do, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I hate to say anything bad about guys, but it also seems like they play with a little less confidence in front of a certain goaltender. The one that's allowed it, two goals or more in 11, in the first period in 11 of his 13 you know, starts. Mike Smith, I <laughs> went to the fucking wall for you. <laughs> you did. You really and did. And you are making me look like an idiot. And that's on me. But wow, you looked not that good on Saturday. I'm adjusting the mic height. I realize I crunch, I hunch over the whole podcast. Now, now I'm the tall mic guy. Um, yeah, so I'm happy they're going back to Miko tonight. And I was talking about this on the pregame show. And that's a weird statement to say, but yes, you're not wrong. Happy they're going back to Miko because this guy's allowed 13 goals over his last five starts. That's very good. You know who else has allowed 13 goals over his last five starts? Jacob Markstrom. So the Oilers got a shot here just because if they get the goaltending, right? Yeah. If, if Miko can just, just keep us in like, yeah, like I, it pains me that these words are going to come on my mouth, but the flames have been on a heater. They're legit Stanley cup contenders. They are. I will not use that. Those words you said them, but I don't they like are. it's no, I'll, I'm just saying, wow. But it's also, it's amazing what goaltending can do for you. Mm-hmm. The- so can you answer me like answer me one thing about our goaltending here bag milk 
why are we consistently going back to Mike Smith when we have a guy who gotta get him going? Keeps you gotta winning, get, right? gotta but, get him going. Okay, Schmitty battles out okay, there. Okay, but it. But if it's so, so last, so, so it is not time. getting him going. It's just, it's not working. Yeah, it's not working. No, see, um, now, cut bait. Bye. So, oh. yeah, so tonight, if Miko, like, can, can Miko, like, solidify him as the number one if he just comes out and wins the game? Tonight? He can't be our number one. He, he can't play number one minutes, but like, we, it has to be a goalie duo of Skinner and, and Miko now. You're done with Smith. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so hundred percent, man. Do you think Ken Holland is? No, that's the problem. Well, so how would you divvy up the starts this week? Calgary, Washington, Tampa. Mystery illness. Yeah, what is it? That's weird. That's weird. After getting just pounced the night before, yeah. all of a sudden now mystery illness. And didn't even show up, up to his uh, his media availability after because of mystery illness. Yeah, that's right. Beating that, up that ego. Weird. And see, and that's something else I want to get to. Like oh, if okay. Mike Smith was more likable, I would have sympathy for him. <laughs> and that's not saying he hasn't been likable. He's likable if he's winning. Cause so, when he's getting into players faces, yeah, you love that you love when it. we're winning, but we're losing and he's getting into players faces. It's just, and I he's sucking. I don't love using this term, but it's piss baby. It's piss baby stuff. He sits there and he yells at his young defenseman and then he picks up the puck against Montreal after making that glove save and holds it up to the crowd and does all that shit. And it's just like, man, if you're going to act like that, you need to play well. You need to back it up. Don't just yeah. run around and do that and then not do your media veil because you're apparently sick. And if you were sick and you were a why team were player, playing? why were you playing? Man, why would yeah. you not say, hey, I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to be able to give the team what they need tonight. I'm stepping aside. Uh, Fair questions. So how do you I don't see how you play 60 minutes against the Habs and you can't come talk to uh, to Gregor for 20 minutes after, five minutes after. If I was ill, I would still make time for Gregor. Of course. How of course. would you give up the starts this week? Skinner, uh, Costco. Like, would you go Miko and then Skinner no matter what Wednesday and Miko back at home on Saturday? Or do you go Miko, Miko, Miko? No. I, don't uh, like that. I, I would, I, maybe for this week, I'd go Miko, Miko, Miko. Just because there's that, there's those two days off. That's true. And yeah. then, and then go Skinner, Miko, Skinner, or something. Or, or I would go Miko, Skinner, Miko, Miko, Skinner, Miko, over the next two weeks wow. and over the homestand. So they got Washington. Well, on Washington's Wednesday. a must. These like like we're we're in must win territory again. So annoying. Must win territory again. We're playing. Yep. The fucking Flames, who are as Tyler said, legit. And well, that's going to be, that's a challenge tonight. I just really hope that the flames are just emotionally exhausted from that win in Colorado. And I hope we can capitalize on it. So we're just hoping Cal, like that's what I'm hoping Calgary doesn't bring their game tonight for the Oilers to have a chance to win. Cause they're two points out of a wild card spot. The Oilers are Washington is drowning and they've got their own issues. They've been bad for, since so, basically December. you know, and there's the whole like cloud hanging over that team right now. So that, that one, we have a good chance. Tampa, uh, hopefully they're playing the night before in Calgary. I don't know if they are. And then you got Detroit, who's tough to play against now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're Buffalo. pesky. Buffalo, which fuck they fucking own us for some stupid yeah. reason. New Jersey. And then New Jersey. So actually, and those those all we should win all three of those games. So if we can win tonight and I think we can pull off Washington, we can lose on Saturday and win three next week, yeah. then we, we should be in good shape. But so, I just don't, do you believe they will though is the question. Well, that's the thing. So, so you're saying, week, you're said, saying, 
Uh, you're, I, I think that they should be going Miko tonight against the Flames. Yes. Skinner against the Capitals. Miko against the Lightning. And Miko again against the Red Wings. And Skinner against the Sabres. Yeah, I can go. I can get behind that. It's just we just need to win. And like Skinner went back down and kind of had a bit of a slide, but now he's back. I don't like it's like, and we've also been misusing. We've been giving him the Pooley Arvey treatment this year. So who knows where Skinner's head's at? But yeah. well, and just we got to get him going though. Ken Holland's really leaning into this goaltending bet he made at the beginning of the season too. Like he's really leaning like. Is it arrogance? I don't know, man. Is it arrogance? Like because like we're hearing that like they just don't like what's out there, but like. It's not good over here. No, it's not good. So like, why aren't we like, okay. We're, we're, we're not clearly that good in a lot of fronts. Why aren't we trying to make a big swing to get Chikrin? And why don't we try to make a big swing to get Gorgiev? I don't or want even for, Okay. Let's go Forsberg. Yeah. Let's go Forsberg. And why aren't we trying to get Chikrin? They should be. We need Chikrin. We need him. We actually need him. Move. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, why is the organization so set on Philip Broberg, despite the fact that he hasn't done anything at this point? The Oilers need to win now, not tomorrow. Now. So we need to open up our window. You can't. So are you going first Broberg, Lavoie for Chikrin? Yeah, sure. Yeah, all day. Okay. And then you're doing next year's third and uh, Kyle Turris for Anton Forsberg. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'm sure. doing that. I'll pack his That's bet. probably the asking the price for both of them. Great. All right. Well, we just solved it. We're good to go. I'll drive Turris to the airport myself. Yeah, gladly. I'll pay for the gas. Oh, that's nice. And that's, I just fueled up today. Investment. That, <laughs> that, is, that moves not, the needle, doesn't it? Oh man, it hurt. Yeah, they, I, I agree. Like, I, I just don't think Uncle Ken's wired that way. Hey, no, he's not. But like, <sighs> He didn't come in at t- like he loves to practice patience and like he didn't come in at a time we the patience capital has already been burnt. Mm-hmm. And so sure, I guess in his first trade line, he made some moves, but they just didn't work out. Cause he tried to, f- he tried to go back to the well and maybe he should, maybe the, who could we get out of, uh, is it Letty? Uh, but anyways, I want checker. I'm on team trigger. I don't even want to talk about Letty. He's young. He would have some team control. He's a stud. He's he can played. carry your blow. He's, he, he's a legit number one defenseman. Pushes have, somebody down. Yes. It, it, like he, he might be more legit than nurse. Chikrin. Yes. Yeah. And he's half the price. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're bang on. Like you should be going out and getting that. You got to go out and get him. But the thing is like, are we like, are we just going to try and get another Kulikov move? Like that's like, that's we've wasted all our time. We wasted this summer. We can't beat the Canadians when we need to beat them. Or the Blackhawks. We are outside of the playoffs. Yeah. We need to be inside the playoffs. That is that was a directive that was given to Mr. Holland. And we got we we need we need we need the corresponding action to align with that goal. And we're not seeing it. Yes. Yes. And if Saturday I'm, was brutal. Awful. Like that that's gotta be just like losing to losing to Chicago was the straw that broke the camel's back to fire Tippett. That game against Montreal has to be the one to be like, okay, it has to be a big move now. Mm-hmm. A dramatic change needs yep. to happen. We need in, so we need to bring in some because we're not going to get it out of this team. Sure, like the the dead cat bounce happened. It's mm-hmm. done bouncing. Yep. Now we're just so now cats. let's let's do some you know let's do some roster construction now 
and give the coach a chance. Well, in the middle of there, you can't keep going back to the well and hoping Schmitty gets up and running either. Well, the, yeah, moved on. So, okay. We, we, we've, we've now, we've now, we've now went to that experiment a lot of times and it's blown up in our face. So now let's just take the L and now let's just make these moves and we just got to get in the playoffs. Cause it's about just getting in yeah. right now. We're not in, we're not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. After the start they had the Edmonton Oilers are not in the playoffs right now. That is terrible. Hear me out as we go down, as as we fix the Oilers. So let's say you throw Barry in the chicken deal as well. Arizona needs money, right? You got to make the money work. Sure. So Barry's in that deal as well. He's out. Now you need a veteran righty. So what are you giving up to get either Pissick out of Buffalo or you're going to uh, get Justin Braun out of Philly? Braun's probably just a pick, isn't he? Yeah. Well, they're both definitely just picks, but, or are you giving up like, if one of those teams is willing to replenish a pick for you, do you go up and give up like Samurakov for a rental D if you're getting a mid rounder back? Uh, I I don't, I don't, I don't want to give, I, we can't do rentals. We're not in the rental rental window yet. See, and I think they are in the rental window. Why? Because they have no money this off season. So like getting a rental, but what do you, but I'm not going to give away a prospect for a rental. Okay. Because if you're giving up your third in a Forsberg deal and you're giving up your first in a Chikrin deal, then I guess you also still potentially have your second rounder next year. Um, so you could give up your second for another defenseman. I think you need a, I think you need a righty if you're moving out Barry and like there's a, if you're going to go all in, you need to make three trades. Mm-hmm. You need a lefty. You need to get rid of Barry in that deal. You need a righty and that's probably a rental. And then you need a goalie. Why can you get like Hagel? Or something. Hagel will cost you pool RV and more. Sure. Done. You do that. I don't think I would. I, I wouldn't. Would. I would. Yeah. I don't know. Like, but, but the other thing is like, we're playing terrible right now. Yeah, and pool RV is not in the lineup. So I know news is not in the lineup. Like that hurts, but yep. still we have to be able to absorb that and still beat shitty teams. Yeah. That's the thing. We can't absorb that and we can't beat these shitty teams. If the Oilers bring out the kind of effort they put in against Chicago and Montreal against the flames, they're going to get dummy. Oh yeah. It's going to be 48 to two. So upsetting, but no, but that's the thing. Oilers are going to come out and they're going to, they're going to be clicking. And for some reason, Calgary is just not going to have their game because they probably went out either went out in Colorado after that huge win mm-hmm. or had a plane party <laughs> on the way back. But yeah. So rightfully so I would too. Good for you. So when the Oilers play Tampa on Saturday, that will be the fourth game in a six game roadie for the lightning. They'll have been away from home for about a week. Oh, we got a chance. Needed. And when they play Washington, the stars are they played well against Tampa the last time they faced them. Washington's on the second of back-to-backs. They play Calgary tomorrow. We need these wins. And then the week after you're getting uh, Detroit, Buffalo, and Jersey. I guess the thing that's bothering me right now about the Oilers too is that their their urgency isn't there. Yeah. They're not... Our in, power play sucks. Oh, the power play is dreadful. We've just it's lost brutal. our like. It's like what is it's a. It's like they've never had kill. one before. Yeah, and I don't get it. <laughs> it's so weird. It's just powerless. Like that's what it is, and I, it makes no sense. Um, we've got one pitch there, and admittedly, it's a very good one. Yeah, the cross eyes to dry sidle, but everybody's figured it out. I don't think I, I would be going if he's healthy. Right back to Bouchard up there. I think he's the guy who gives you the best shot. I think he's, I think he's your best man. I wonder if he's going to post too much, but that's like, that means it's it's not a knock. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I just, their power play is just so cold and the power and the PK is awful too. Yeah. They went 0 for four on the power play and two for four on the PK against Montreal. Awful. 
And again, like if you had hot special teams, you get bailed out of a couple of these games. Yes. You probably win in Chicago yes. and you probably at least go to OT against Montreal yes. with good special teams. You're just not going to get a fucking save. Maybe also mixed in there as well. Like Mike Smith is so lucky that they got those goals called back. Oh, he man. got bailed out in back-to-back games from offside reviews. Three goals in the last two games that have been wiped off the board in Mike Smith starts. Oh, oh. <laughs> we have all the teams in the West, all the teams in the Western conference, we've given up the fourth most goals against of all teams. Mm-hmm. We are fourth to the Kraken at 207, the Coyotes at 201, the Blackhawks at 198, and then us at 180. Everybody else is at 175 or lower. Charles, you could almost go a step further than that because they're like a bottom 10 team, I think, since Jan 1 in goals against per game. Uh, uh, like Vancouver is on our heels. Oh, no, they've been their average in goals against since January. Yeah, Vancouver's on their heels. I don't think Vancouver's a threat. Like for the Oilers, but still, it's not a threat to us. Yeah, they are. But it, it's officially out of town scoreboard season for the Oilers. Like tonight, you better be rooting for Taylor Hall and those Boston Bruins. You need them to come through against LA for you. Oh, because they're, they're like, again, we're pessimistic right now. They did it against Vegas for us. Yeah. But if Boston can beat LA for you and you take care of business tonight against Calgary, three back of the Kings with a game in hand and you have two head to heads against LA, one head to head against Vegas still to come. Yeah. But the games in hand don't mean shit unless you're winning. Yeah. The Oilers had a lot of games in hand and what did they do with them? Nothing. Yeah. Felt good. He, though. Yeah. yeah. The next five good. games are important because then we got Colorado and Dallas. Those are two like, and Dallas is on a roll. Are they Jason Robertson yeah, has like six goals in his last two back games. Back to back hat tricks. Yeah. That guy's Dallas like is on a four game heater, seven, two and one in their last 10. But then you get San Jose in there. It's like, again, you gotta, you have to beat the crap out of every team below you. That's Detroit, Buffalo, Jersey, San Jose and Arizona this month. So you at least need those five wins. And then against Calgary, Washington, Tampa, two on the road, Colorado, Dallas, Calgary again, you need to go 500 there. So you got to go eight and three and you got to beat the flames. So you got to go nine and three this month. Nine and three is the record. I'm tired of 500. Yeah. It's totally out of town scoreboard watching season. Cause like you said, with tonight, Boston needing to beat LA and we need to beat the oil or the flames. Uh, tomorrow night, you got the Blackhawks. So Eastern teams playing Western teams is huge for us. We don't, we know what we want. What we want Eastern teams to beat yeah, Western they teams. They can take points tomorrow, off the table. Yep. Tomorrow night, we got the Flyers at the Golden Knight or Flyers and Golden Knights, Oof. Caps and Flames, Ducks and Blackhawks. Like those are, yeah, there's a, like it is out of South scoreboard season watching. You can watch every night. Tomorrow night, I will be invested highly in hockey and the Oilers will not even be playing. I've been doing it for two weeks now. I hate it. Yeah, well, you're early, but well, I guess I'm late. I don't know. No, it's just, it's just a function of the situation. Like mm-hmm. it's not good. It's not good at all. It's really stressful. So like we need to make a move now. Like that's the thing. We can't wait till the trade line. We need that help now. <laughs> Gosh, it, it continues all the way through like, this week. There is always, there is always an Eastern conference team playing a Western conference team that we need to win all through this week, all the way to Friday when the penguins are at the golden Knights and Canucks and caps Thursday night, you got lightning and flames. Um, Sabres at Golden Knights. You know, it's it's every night this week. That's exciting. That's fun. Not for me, Chalmers. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. No, but the opportunity to have those points being taken off 
But like, I, I, but I feel like I feel like a loser cheering for that. Like, like I do too, actually. Like, yeah, we like, are losers right now cheering for that because we're not winning. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what you. I know we are what we know. are. But that's the thing. I I really I really let the the, the perform that this team's performance enter my own personal psyche. Yeah, me too. Like we, I do. feel like a loser. I I honestly like that game against Montreal. Full transparency, I didn't watch the end of it because I had a Golden Bears game to call. But like I was just watching along at it up on my laptop while the Bears were playing and just like glancing down and just being like, holy fuck, four, two. Oh, there's the empty net or five, two. And just sitting there being like, God, Monday, we have to sit and talk about this team. Like it just drains me. It just sucks. I don't want to, well, this is going to do me a total left turn, but you're calling Golden Bears games. I I had a friend of mine tell me, and I don't really follow Golden Bears all that much, but it's pretty exciting right now, huh? Oh yeah. Um, Noah Philp. And uh, here's a little hint for you. A certain GM of a hockey team has been at a couple golden bears games this year. What was he doing there? Uh, Noah Philp actually he, I think Noah Philp from the golden bears who just had eight points in two playoff games this weekend. I bet you he gets eight teams offering him a contract at the end of this. He's the next Derek Ryan. He, yeah, I think he is like, he's six foot three, 200 pounds. Dude's just a fucking beast. Fast. Yeah, moves really, really well, has a great shot, probably scored two of his goals this weekend from outside the top of the circles. That's a guy I think the Oilers should sign. Sniper. You got you got contracts. He's space. right under your nose. Yeah. Don't let this one go. Yeah, I wouldn't let this one go. Anyways, yeah, that's <laughs> your Golden Bears update. They're going to they're moving on. They're gonna play either UBC or Mount Royal next weekend or two weekends from now in the finals. Rolling. Yep. Anyways, yeah. Noah Phelps, keep an eye on that kid. He's legit. And I, all I did was I, um, I, I searched golden bears hockey and of the three videos or the three things on Twitter that were two days ago, every single one talks about Philip. Yeah. They won every six, they won six, two on Friday. He had five points and then I think they won six, one or whatever the next night. And he had three. He's he's really good. And that's people, people don't give that level of hockey enough love in this city. Um, like I have friends who aren't even they don't go to the U of A or anything, but they come to a lot of golden bears games. Like the atmosphere is unreal. These are all guys on the golden bear side who were like all-stars in the WHL. And they just, they either went pro for a little bit and want to get their schooling done, or they want to get their schooling done first. And it's like really good hockey. Like most of that golden bears roster will get pro deals somewhere overseas or here. Yeah. Oh, especially yeah. golden bears. Cause yeah, like yeah. golden bears, like the elite program oh, yeah. in the country. Right. So yeah, yeah. they get good talent. Anyways, yeah, they're pretty good. Anyways, uh, before we get to our guest this week, I'm we have a guest. It's been a minute. Eh? I know it has been a minute, but uh, we got to get. What some do we love. do with a guest? Got to give some love to yeah. our friends at Twig and Berries, twigandberries.ca. Did you guys see Bearded Brad in some of their new shots? Yeah. <laughs> have the worlds collided? Yo, oh, yeah. I he, saw he was at a he yeah he was at a photo shoot. Oh, yeah, he's at a photo shoot. And berries. Berries. Look at that. <laughs> he's our boy, Bearded Brad. His undies? He's in an un- he's in uh, undies. Oh, what a guy. Nate, yeah. So the Unreal, nation brought hey? together brought together a sponsor, Twig and Berries, and an avid um, consumer of the nation, Bearded Brad. Oh, I love both. They're doing things. a little collabo. They I love are. beer, Brad, and I love Twig and Berries. That's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Promo code Nation15. You can look just as good as our boy Bearded Brad does when you shop at twigandberries.ca. Also, did you guys see that post from Oilers Affirmations of Skinner and Chalmers? 
No, I'm gonna share it. I'm gonna share it onto our Instagram story right now. What is that new account? Charles, go look at the real life Instagram story. You were tagged in this on Insta as well. Oilers oh. underscore affirmations. If you don't follow them on Instagram, you need to because they are very funny. Really um, cool. Yeah, like really, really good stuff. Like he's got this one. Woody don't lose coaches challenges. So funny. Um, Shout out to the video coach, by the way. He out there oh, grinding. Yeah, we he's out there on the grind. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, our guest just texted, said he's going to be popping in in two minutes. You know, that trend that's going on around on TikTok, where it's that like little guy, like dancing in the mirror or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Apparently he's from Edmonton. No way that, you know, and he's like in the mirror, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I just lost the post. Um, there was like a picture of him up in like an Oilers t-shirt. Yeah. Well, where did this thing go? I'm glad he's uh, popping off on TikTok because that thing got like 7 million likes the last time I came across my feed. And like, show me this guy as a boomer. I'm trying to yeah, find I don't know him what right you're now. talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Um, oh, fuck. What's we seem to have lost our boy from Winnipeg, the one who's pouring cheese on shit. Yeah, he's not really kicking around much anymore. Um, he's gone corporate. Yep. Viral. I'm trying to find this. Okay. But anyways, any anyone I really else step my social media game up? Mm-hmm. Well, TikTok's the weirdest shit ever for me right now because it goes my my algorithm is essentially babes, stonks, helicopters getting rocketed. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, one's getting it's played a lot. Weirdest eh? thing, man. It is the weirdest. It's an interesting world. Place to be, space to be for a social media platform. Oh man, I wish I could find it. He's very hard to like, it's actually very hard to find the video of the well, guy. Sounds really viral. All right. Well, our guest is here. We'll, uh, we'll have more on this <laughs> yeah, later. No, well, viral. well, like, no, cause when all you know is like the video, it's hard to just search. Like I'm searching guy dancing TikTok. I'm obviously not going to get the results I want. Well, if it's viral, you would. All right, let's get to our guest. You, here. One you should just type guy and it works. Guy dancing TikTok. You're getting a whole whack of suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pleasure to welcome into the real life podcast, the lead for team Alberta. And this is a very emotional interview for me because I'm also the lead on my rec curling uh, team. Uh, welcoming Ben <laughs> Hebert to the show. Ben, you are on fire at the Briar. So we appreciate you giving us some time right now. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, boys. It's all good. Nice. Uh, nice to come on when you're winning. We don't have to have an angry chat. We can have fun <laughs> talk. So what's up? Yeah. Not, not just winning undefeated. Yeah, so far. Yeah, we're rolling along 4-0. I mean, we've had a couple soft games and a couple good wins, but we got a tough test tonight with uh, another 4-0 team. So it'd be a good battle tonight against Team uh, Saskatchewan, Team Dunstone. So yeah, you're in action tonight. What's the what's the pregame routine like? Like, when do you start? I'm like- tired. <laughs> okay, fair. I fucking slept. I slept like shit last night. So I'm going to have a nap after this, boys, and uh, get ready for the game. Treat it like a morning game when I when I wake up. Hopefully I get a little energy I didn't didn't sleep too good last night, but uh, we just crushed some lunch, some curling on TV right now. Maybe watch a little bit of that, and then just uh, get ready. We got our team physician here with us to so go through the motions, get a little, get my shoulder worked on, get my hip worked on, and get on the ice. Why did you have a bad sleep last night? Is it because you treated curling like every other person and got really drunk afterwards, <laughs> or what? What's going down? Big wig, briar patch, briar patch. I wish, I wish that was why. No, I just think it's because I'm old and sometimes I can't sleep <laughs> good in hotels. And you know, we had we had an early game, but uh, 
you know, I was uh, slept brutal, but yeah, a little, little nap. But I don't, I try to pretend like I don't nap on the road. Tell my wife, yeah, we're super busy grinding it out here. But uh, <laughs> road, road life, road life's a good life. What was your line the other day after the draw? I don't know if this was a couple of days ago or not, but you were like one half of my body feels like a 19 year old. And I forget oh, what yeah. the rest of the line was. Yeah. The other half of my body feels like I'm 95. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, I've done about, you know, 10 million lunges on my left leg and about, you know, not as many, not, not near as many on my right. My trainer always says I should try to equal out my body in the summer, but I don't, I still do the same amount of reps on the left and the right. And, you know, and uh, yeah, my one side of my body's pretty, pretty leather. The other, the other side's good, good elastic still, but <laughs> I don't know. They, they, uh, they, they made me say something that, that uh, curlers can relate to. Oh, there you go. I, I feel that. Although I switch sides. We do that. Cause you we're... switch. Well, what, what, what hand do you shoot hockey with? I'm a lefty. Yeah. Same as me. So my yeah. left hand's down on my broom. When you switch side sweeping, you don't switch arms down. Do you? Uh, no, I don't. I just kind of like whatever shift the way I stand a little. And the reason I mix it up is because I'm the youngest one on my team by about 35 years. So I just got to oh, yeah. move by whatever the second or our second and third like to flop as well. Like they're on different sides. So I'm just, I'm the versatile young guy. I have to do what I'm told or else I won't get a chance to play. Yeah. I, I used to be that guy. <laughs> I used to be that guy. I wish I was still that guy. Now I'm the old guy. Now you're, you're a Sasky boy. Is there any mental conflict playing for team Alberta having to play Saskatchewan tonight? No, hell no. I want to kick their ass. I could <laughs> give a shit. Okay. <laughs> my cousin, my cousin actually that I played, that I played juniors with for about uh, eight years is the lead on, on the Saskatchewan team. Ooh. So, uh, we had a little family feud going down tonight. Mm. Sure. Most of my family's probably cheering with him because he's never won anything before. And they always, you know, they grill me that I've won too much, they say, but uh, I'm still going to see if I can take him down tonight. Yeah, what you're flex. hella decorated. Yeah. Let's walk through that. Do you know? Do well, you know, so you were on, you were a part of the team, that the team, that, that, the team, the that, greatest, uh, considered the greatest curling team of all time. Yeah. TSN named your, that Cooey rank, the greatest team of all time. No, Kevin Martin. Martin. Sorry, Kevin Martin. Sorry. Yeah. Kevin Martin. Yeah. We were, we were stacked back in the day. I mean, it, I mean, whether, I don't, I still don't know if that was us or just like uh, how the sport was at the time. There wasn't uh, you know, 10, 12 really good teams. We kind of, we kind of dominated for a few years there, but that was fun. I wish we could go back to those old, those days and fuck it's hard now. Jesus. But how much, how much has it, the sport evolved in the last decade? Oh, crazy amounts. We used to go to spiels. Like you talk about why I was tired. When I played with Kmart, we would like look at the draw and be like, okay, that's a win. That's a win. That's a win. We're off Saturday because we qualified a side. We book our golf. If we, if we played in September or April, we'd have our, our golf booked for our day off guaranteeing when we were going to win the A because it was like automatic. Like the boys would, we win a side, we win a side and the boys would be like, Hey, we should book some golf for tomorrow. We don't play. And I'm like, boys, I looked at the draw. I had the golf booked before we even got here and they just laughed. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the game's changed a lot. Olympics changed it. There's a lot, there's money in the sport now. Television's awesome sponsorships. And, you know, um, you know, anytime you go to the world championships, Olympic games, represent your country and the world too, not just in Canada. Yeah, like yeah. teams across the world have cranked it up a notch. It's tough to win, but uh, that's what makes it fun. It was easy to win. Jay would do it. Guys like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, oh, sorry, oh. I was just going to say like that, even, even just visually for the sport, like I remember being a kid and like sitting on the couch with my dad and watching like the old Furby rinks and stuff. And like you had athletic people doing it, but they didn't maybe look like pro athletes. You watch the sport now and more or less everyone looks like a professional athlete. Like that's been the other big difference too, is like, 
I mean, the quality of the sport's gone through the roof, but like the training, the conditioning, the look of it all and part of it too, I think is the TV deals and all of that, but everything just looks like a totally another level than 15 years ago. Yeah, no, the athletes are better for sure. There's still the odd, you know, guzzler out here at the Briar, a couple guys, you know, but, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, the guys on the top teams are, they're really, really good shape. And you got to be, if you want to beat the teams from Sweden, Scotland, these guys that are full-time curlers, you got, you got to get after it and stay in pretty good shape. So, you know, we're still not afraid to sling back a couple beers. You know, it's, it hasn't gone full, uh, full water and protein shakes yet, but, uh, you know, we certainly work hard in the off season to make sure our bodies are prepped up to be able to play in these long events. But those beers are off the ice. It used to be BPE beers per end in its heyday. <laughs> beers and darts. I, I was never around for the uh, smoking darts and the on the ice train, but I remember seeing a couple small clubs I grew up playing in Saski. They had like ashtrays halfway oh, down the sheet, and I was like, like wouldn't, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. Wouldn't like Ed Wernick like just have a dart outside his mouth while he's throwing a rock? I don't know. If, I mean, the ranch, I, he might have. I didn't get to play against Eddie ever. He's a little older than me. Oh, he's but classic. Like, yeah, the wrench was, I mean, he's a he's a cool dude, but uh, I don't know if he was blowing darts mid-game. He's, he's called the wrench? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Well, his last name's Eddie Wernick, and it's kind of, they broke it down to the wrench. his last name's Wernick. <laughs> Coincidentally. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. Trash talk. Is there any trash talk? And if so, how do you, how do you, how do you slide it? How do you do it? It's more like under the table. It's not loud getting in people's faces, trash talk, but the odd time, like the only time I ever, I ever kind of get into real trash talk is if another team flukes a shot, like we're at the level where it's like snooker, like it's call shot out there. And if you fluke something, you know, and you kind of put the other, you know, I'll throw out the odd jab, like, come on boys. Like we're playing, you know, we're playing call shot out here or something like, you know, let them know, let them just, I got to let them know that they're full of shit fluky if they, if they, if they fluke one on you. So it's about the only extent I ever get after it. There's been a couple times, you know, in games over the years, it's competitive, right? Guys are playing for cash, pride points, whatever, and they want to win, right? It's like anything else. There's the odd thing said, but uh, not, nothing too crazy. Nothing that I've ever seen. Should we talk Benny and Bo show? I want to get to know about this a little bit. Well, tell us about the show and then, yeah. t- and then we'll talk about when maybe it'll come, uh, come back for season two. Yeah. Tell us about it. Like what's the, what's kind of the basis of the show? How'd you get hooked up with Bo Levi Mitchell? What's your guys relationship? Like all that stuff. Yeah. I actually just talked to Bo today. He's actually coming on a party bus to watch me play on uh, Thursday <laughs> from Calgary. <laughs> That's great. He's uh, one of my, one of my sponsors, Caltech surveys is loading up a bus full of work guys and clients and, I said, Bo was saying he wants to get out here. He's like, I got to get someone to watch the girls. So we snagged one of our local friends in Chester, where we live and watching his daughter. And he's coming out on the party bus Thursday afternoon to get a good buzz on with everybody. So that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, I met Bo. I met Bo at an ATB sponsored event uh, probably three, four years ago now and kind of hit it off. You know, we're cl- close, same age. Our wives are, are good friends now. Our kids go to preschool together and um, turned out he lived just a couple blocks away from me. So during the pandemic, we kind of, you know, pick a few people you're allowed to hang out with. And he was close enough and we worked out together and played a bunch of golf and yeah, we started doing a podcast. So we're, uh, we'll say we're in negotiations to bring her back for season two right now. We're hoping to try to find some time either later this summer. I know he's busy getting ready for his, it's his last season of his contract. So you have to pick up his game a bit. If he's going to stick around for a while, that's what I was telling him. 
And uh, yeah, we'll see what I'm doing next year for curling. I think there might be some uh, shuffling of the deck going on. So I might be looking at a new roster and a bunch of work that needs to be done as well. So we're going to see how it all plays out and then maybe we can bring back the show, but we had a hell of a time. Talk to a bunch of athletes. Like, Hey, I'm not doing a curling podcast. Curling ain't that fun. So, I mean, if we're going to get, do a podcast that we can do some cool stuff with some cool athletes and pick their brain and figure out what makes them tick. It was, it was a good time. We had some, we had some great feedback on it. Actually, we're playing Ontario yesterday here at the Briar and their second Dave Mather goes, man, I listened to every single one of your shows. I loved it. I'm like, Holy shit. Okay, cool. Well, so, uh, I told them we're, we're maybe thinking of bringing it back. So, uh, hopefully we get there. Who give us some of the guests. What's the, what's the list? Who do we have season one? We started it off with, uh, with Mark McMorris Saw that, yeah. and then we had uh, a couple PGA players. We had uh, Max Holma came on our Canadian stallion, Corey Connors. We had Lee Westwood. Really? Uh, we had a bunch of Olympians, Marie Philippe Plan. Um, Steph Labbe was our, our highest viewed show soccer star out of Edmonton there. I think she lives in Canmore now, but she's originally from sure. Or where is she from? Uh, I think short just Park, outside yeah. Edmonton there. Spruce Grove. Oh, Spruce Grove. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Penny Alexiak, Milos Raonic. We had Doug Flutie, my CFL hero growing up. Kyle Lowry from the, the Raptors. Yeah, we had some heavy hitters. It was pretty cool. For the most part, I thought we were just going to get some local Canadian. And then like Chase Claypool came on. And I was like, should I not be asking these guys for their autograph? Or what's the story here? So <laughs> I tried to play it cool. Like I was, uh, I was legit. But uh, a couple times I was nervous talking to the big dogs. It was pretty fun. Yeah, that is a hell of a guest list. Outside of the guests, what else do you guys talk about? Yeah, well, we, uh, you know, we talk about our opinions on sports, kind of gave a couple inside, uh, inside looks at what me and Bo do for our sports, whether it be curling CFL, different mindsets of different sports and what athletes do. You know, we chatted about uh, kind of what was happening uh, during the time, um, current events, I guess you could say of the sport world, anything that we had an opinion on that we thought we didn't sound like complete idiots we would talk about. And then, uh, you know, me and Bo like to dabble into the gambling world. So we sprinkled some cash on a bunch of a uh, bunch of games and events and tried to win some money with some fans. And we did pretty good. Actually, Bo's uh, he does well in the NFL. If you imagine that, but uh, yeah, we won some good ones, won some golf bets, a couple of tennis bets, and it was good. We're both, uh, we're both not afraid to dabble into the gambling world. Have you, it, have, it, have it, you, it fits perfectly. Have you been able to get uh, Bo to bet on some hockey? Can you get him? Oh, uh, he he's not the smartest guy in the world, but he ain't that dumb. He, he sticks <laughs> away. He, he gets off the hockey wagon. He he's the one guy. He's always like, whenever we get hockey guys, he's like, I don't know anything about hockey, and like it's okay, I got it from here. But he's learning a bit. We've been, to, I mean, he's been to a million playing games. He dabbles in a little bit, but uh, hockey's not his specialty. Hockey, you're you're big into it though. Still play. I played my whole life growing up Damn. in Saski and uh, I follow it. I follow it enough. I mean, I'm dialed into the Alberta teams anyways, but uh, I still play my rec league Sunday nights, nine fifteen. couple snipes this year. Going pretty good. <laughs> no I love big getting deal. out there with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you like, did you curl your whole life? Like, did you come from a curling background, like your parents and all that or? Uh, yeah, my dad, my dad yeah. played, my grandpa played, but uh, I played hockey till I was about 15, 16 ish. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, you know, how, how brutal you are when you get all, all the good players up there. And I had, a, I had a quick little quick dabble to try and out for a triple a midget team and got buried real quick. And so then I was like, okay, I was getting kind of good at curling, picked that up. Um, but I played lacrosse. I played baseball. I played, uh, played some junior football, uh, after high school in Regina. And so I didn't really curl my whole life, but you know, when I, when I started to win in curling and 
my dreams failed everywhere else. That's what Bo says. And he goes, Ben got into curling because he failed at everything else, which is not far off the truth. But, so, well, I got a, so I got a question about that. How quickly, like, do you know what, like whether or not you're good, if you're doing curling kind of recreationally, I don't I just, I have never kind of understood how, like, do you get found by a guy and then you just want to, you start playing with them and then you realize, you know what, like we're kind of better than most of the people around here and we could take this seriously. Like how, how'd you figure that out? exactly how it happens we were uh me and my cousin who i actually played tonight here at the briar i was probably 14 he was 12 we went to a junior bond spiel we kind of had two shitty players on our team sorry to my two first curling members but they <laughs> were not using names. it's all good yep. right and uh the the others these other two guys on another team there was kind of two out of four that were good we're kind of looking around and going oh we should maybe snag those two and make a real team. Didn't even know the guys went over said, Hey, your other two players suck. Ours aren't so hot. Maybe we team up as a foursome. And we did play together for eight years. You know, we won the Saskatchewan juniors a few times and had a good little junior career. And then as I was getting out of my junior career, I got picked up by probably the best skip in Saskatchewan, Pat Simmons, right out of the gates, Played in two briars. My very first briar was in Edmonton at Rexall. So sick. It was packed. I was 21 years old. Frosted tips, tanning around <laughs> the tanning bed. I was looking deadly. Luck. Two earrings? And uh, what's that? Were you rocking Any the double earrings? earrings? No, but I had like puka shell necklace. Oh, okay. yeah. oh, I had it all going on. And uh, yeah, I played in Edmonton. And then the next year I played against Kevin Martin in the Briar. And I got a call when I was 22 years old from Kevin Martin and moved up, moved up to Alberta. Wow. He was scooping me up and I thought I was good. I was terrible. Uh, he taught me how to be good and how to be a real pro. And then, I, and then after that, I... You know, I worked hard, learned from the best, and I got then I got pretty good. How's Kevin Martin off the ice? Oh, beauty. Yeah. He's way better, way better off the ice than on the ice. Total prick on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he was uh yeah, he's great. You know, sit back with Kevin now and he loves to have a little uh, you know, whiskey ginger ale. That's his go-to. And Ooh. we talk about curling in the old school days of us playing together. I got you know a lot of great stories and great memories with that team. So I got, I got time for Kmart any, any day of the week. So you joined a bit 22 and then when did you guys win your first briar together? When I was 20, our second year. So yeah. I would either been 23 or 20. That's Actually, I won, I won my first briar on my 24th birthday. Really? That's yeah. Amazing. It was on my birthday. We won our first briar in 2008 in Winnipeg. And won then, that briar. And then we won the next briar the next year in, where was 09? Calgary. Mm-hmm. And then we won the Olympics in 2010. That's a, that's a hell of a three-year run. Yeah. yeah and then no Kevin thing. was kind of, I think Kevin was going to retire at that point. He had, you know, yeah. we started playing with Kevin when he was 39, like I'm 38 now and we played with him for eight years. So his whole plan was to try to win the Vancouver Olympics with myself, John Morris, Mark Kennedy. We did. And then there was some dollars involved for him, you know, so he decided to, muck it out for four more years and we had a really good 2011 and then we were kind of shitty in 12 and 13 but work yeah. ethic wasn't there but uh we still we still did okay we hung in there but we weren't the team we were in in eight nine ten how was the olympics that must have been unreal especially in canada yeah it was the best for sure for sure the best sporting you know event i've ever been to and i've been to i've been to some good ones but uh, that was pretty cool being in vancouver i was saying chat with somebody the other day about it i was like it's the only time ever like, all right, we're curlers. Like, I mean, here this week in Lethbridge, we feel pretty cool because everyone's here to watch us, but yeah. you know, we're not, you know, celebrities by any stretch of the imagination. But in Vancouver Olympics, after we won, it was mayhem. 
we went to the gold medal hockey game when Sid sniped the winner. We were, we were right behind the net, 10 rows up, like just the, oh. the best seats of all time for that OT winner. Atmosphere in there was crazy. We couldn't even go get a beer in the stands. It was nonstop pictures, autographs. We had Kevin, Kevin Martin's like, I will be cool. I'm like, Kev, we can't be cool. You have a fucking nest and a bald head. Like everyone knows who you are. So you know, me cool. and Mark were like, you know, so everyone knew us. We had these, this couple behind us. They were beer running for us, vodka sodas, the whole game. And we just kept it. We, Cause we won the night before the men's final men's hockey game. We won the afternoon. The, the women won. I think that night, the women's hockey team. And then we all went to the men's hockey game on the Sunday before closings. And it was Jeez. a great time. So my question about that is like, there's a part of me that would say, you know, you kind of feel a little ripped off because you're in your home country for the Olympics and you don't get to go and travel to like, uh, you know, a, a faraway destination and have the whole real Olympic experience. And, but, but at the same time, you become a rock star here and people are and where curling, maybe not as much of, as, as a popular sport in that country. It might, you know, it's big on TV here for sure, but like, you get that home crowd and you become, like I said, like a rock star. So did you have thoughts about that? No, I mean, we try, you know, I would say this isn't just the same for the curlers, but all the athletes there, world cups, world curling tour, all the stuff that they play in their bobsled world cups, you travel the world year round. I'm so sick of traveling. Like for me to come to this okay. briar and yeah, drive an sense. hour, and, yeah. hour and 45 minutes yeah. to the briar in my own truck was a dream. Sure. So the travel is the one thing I hate about it. So anything, anytime we can play close to Canada, close to home, in front of the home crowd, like you say, the knowledgeable fans, the people that understand the game, amazing. And we're lucky, you know, we I've played in every country in the world you can imagine. And everywhere in Asia, we've played uh, Sweden, Norway, had a world in Switzerland. And they're all, they're all great. And they're fun experiences as far as the trip goes. But as far as curling and, you know, have playing in front of a packed bar and, it's way better to play at home. And so certainly the Vancouver Olympics, I would say was the best experience. And, and we won, like we went to Korea. We didn't win in those Olympics. Korea was deadly, wicked place, great people, awesome food. We lost, which was shitty. But if I could pick again, play a world championship or another Olympics, it would, I'd want to be at home. Outside of Canada would have been the best. Like you rattled off all those countries and obviously I'm sure the Olympics and Pyeongchang were unreal, but like, was there a world or something that stands out or a place you went where you're like, holy shit, I love it here. Switzerland and Norway were yeah. unbelievable. Norway is the most expensive place in the world. We went there actually with, <laughs> with my Kevin Martin team. I think we maybe like 2008, 2009, we went there, you know, and we were, we were there for fun. We were golfing. I remember uh, we got there, I was hitting a pitching wedge and it was like 145 yards. I'm like, perfect. And I'm like 20 yards short and I, and I flushed it. I'm like, what the fuck? And it was in meters. Uh, all their distances were in meters all over the course. Huh. So we, we learned that about Norway. We wheel back. I remember going to grab McDonald's with the boys, just like, you know, nothing crazy. Maybe a McChicken uh, combo side of nuggets or something. It was a hundred dollars <laughs> Canadian for the four of us. <laughs> what? 10 bucks, 10 bucks for a, for a liter of Coke. I remember in uh, a liter cola, liter cola. Yeah, liter so cola. we had to dial back the mix that weekend. Yeah, no mix. Great sauce because the mix was too expensive. But that was pretty. But Switzerland, uh, Switzerland was my favorite place to ever play. Played 2016 Worlds there, and it was. I went to World Juniors in there. I went to World Juniors in Flims, Switzerland, 2003, and then I went to the Men's Worlds in 2016 in Basel, and it was. Uh, Amazing wife got to come. I had a daughter at that time. She was there. So 
restaurants over there. You're, you're eating, eating good over in Switzerland and cleanest country ever. Nice people. So it was pretty sweet. All right. Well, I think we have a hard out anyways, so uh, we could probably wrap here, but well, we'd love boy, to have you on again. Ben's got to get a nap. He's got to yeah. get in the game shape. Yeah, He's yeah. in the middle right. of the briar so, yeah, right so now. That, that would have been my last question because you play, if I'm reading this correct, you play at 630 tonight? Yeah. 630. What, what's what's pregame routine for a guy like you? Like You must have it dialed in by now. Yeah, we got our team meeting at 5. We'll chat for 10 minutes about the Rocks, who we're playing, who's throwing the draw to the button. Wheel down. Uh, we actually Lethbridge Hurricanes gave us their locker room here this weekend. So oh, we got, yeah. So we got the full. Uh, we're using the Hurricanes gym. So we get in there, get a good stretch, ride the bike for maybe five minutes, just get a little sweat going, and uh, get the heart rate going, loosen up the weapons. I got to have my left shoulder good to go tonight, and then uh, <laughs> get out there for a couple practice sides, boys. It is a hey, as much as we're athletes, and don't forget, it's still curling. We can we can handle it. You know, you can go for a couple slides and you'd be loosened up, right? So. We're not going out there for pregame skate or nothing like that, but just get, get the body activated and get in a uh, uh, good mindset to kick some ass. That's about it. I think anybody, that, anybody that's ever thrown a rock before in their life knows damn well how hard it is. And so I consider you guys as much of an athlete as anybody. I mean, that's just like the throws that, some, that you guys pull off at times are just some of the most amazing things I've ever seen. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler, you what, what club do you curl at? St. Albert, St. Albert Curling. Club. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, you're there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, hey. big time. <laughs> if I get up, if I get up to Edmonton here in the near future, might have to get you out for a maybe 30 minute tune up. Work on your game. I want to see what you're bringing there. Yeah, if you could do that, uh, it'd be fantastic. Because I don't think I'm getting promoted from lead on my team anytime soon. I'm pretty far down the depth chart. Like we have a five man roster, and we didn't make the playoffs. But if we would have made the playoffs, I was fully expect- expecting a healthy scratch. So anytime you could get me to work on my game, I'd appreciate it. Hey. I've been playing. I've been playing demoted the lead for 18 years. I feel your pain. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right. We'll love to have you on again. And uh, that could be some good video content, I think, as uh, Ben improving my curling game. And we'll do some golf. And we'll do some golf. We we could yeah we could have well a great we, we have to add the big thing. We have to try to add 50 yards to Tyler's drive. Mm-hmm. He's blaming you. Bunt. Yes. Like how far do you hit it? Because I'm not a long hitter either. My buddies grill me, but like the <laughs> furthest I can go is like 230. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I told you he yeah. needs some help. <laughs> He's saying he needs a new driver to unlock more distance. And I, I think that's a reach. We have to work on some technique. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, now that we've picked apart my athletic ability, we'll wrap this up. Ben, good luck. Good. Make it to 5-0 and o tonight. Okay, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. Good luck. Take it easy. Thank you. See ya. Yeah. I was going to talk to old Ben about the uh, Chestamere, the Chestamere U11 AA baseball team. <laughs> that was Ben Hebert. That was a good chat. Me as He's a, a beauty. Me so as a curling nerd. That was fun too. We're going to, yeah, I'm uh, always, I'm always impressed with like, mix. I don't, I, I don't think this made the interview, but after we talked, I, I asked him if he was a big golfer. That's why you guys said we should go golfing with him. Um, but he said that he was a three handicap and took up the game 10 years ago. So in like his mid twenties yeah. and that, and then he said, you know, he's a world-class curler made a career out of mm-hmm. being a world-class curler. And he said he started at like 18. There's obviously some athletic ability there. Cause like that's, and no, I know, but that's it's just impressive. impressive like, it is impressive. It makes you know, it, it makes me feel embarrassed for myself, but yes, it's impressive. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. And I liked that he called my ability to drive a ball embarrassing. Um, two 30, but it's down the middle more often than it's not. 
That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry. We got but a you're not like going to go low. You're not going to go low. It hidden that far. No, I'm not going to go low. Yeah. Like we, my, we, we, got a, we got the a lowest I've ever shot. Does that as well. Yeah. The lowest I've ever shot is an 80. You're removing reaching par fives and two. And like the I, minute you can make yeah. par fives, mm-hmm. par fours, mm-hmm. game changer. Yeah. I, I'm fully accepting of the fact that I need to work on that, but. But know. you can. That's the beauty. I mean, I want Ben to give me curling lessons. That's fine. But he's a big golfer, though. So you have to golf them. You got to take him golfing golf- to get the lessons. Yeah. If I saw your golf swing, I could probably. I think Jr. and I both could probably. You have. Tell we you. played with him. We'll have to. What? We don't remember it because we were at the nation tournament, so yeah. we were we were getting after oh. it. Yes. 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 But when we go no, virtual golfing, he it'll he's very arms, very army. Most people that yeah, don't I hit know. it very far are very army. They're not enough body. Yeah, yeah, that that is an accurate description of my game. I'm very army. Yeah. Um. All right, we're gonna wrap this up here. Um. Because Jay is already leaving. Jesus. All right. See you, man. Call 2:30. Uh, he's got to call at 2:30. So there you go. <laughs> Hard outs, you know. Yeah. Um. But all right, I think we're good. Oilers Flames tonight. Giddy up. Giddy up. I I really, really, really hope that on Thursday's pod we are talking about two wins and a real positive outlook for the weekend. That would be something that if I was to ask the sports gods for, that's what I would be hoping for. So it all starts tonight. Let's see what happens. There you go. That's going to be a wrap on episode 260. Shout out to our friend Ben Hebert for joining us. He's got a video up on his Twitter points bet Ben Hebert trailer park boys. We'll give that a share as well. uh, So you can go take that in. He's done a bunch of really cool video content actually over on his Twitter. So shout out to our friends at points bet for helping us a little bit with uh, that shout out to twig and berries, DoorDash, oodle noodle, and our presenting sponsor, the HGA group. Let's hope for an Oilers win. Like Chalmers said, some positivity heading into Thursday's episode. Enjoy your week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.